focus a lot of attention on this show and on this station uh, on the impact of load shedding when it comes to crime. The data shows that, and the anecdotal evidence shows that when there's load shedding, crime increases. We recently had the story of the young Cape Town veterinarian was killed outside his home after investigating people tinkering with his car during a time when it was load shedding. Uh, but what happens to the rest of the criminal justice system? What happens to courts when there's load shedding? What happens to prisons when it's load shedding? Um, the Department of Public Works, they're on a drive to purchase and install 80 generators for courts across the country. In fact, there's a mad hurry to do so. There's something like 360 courts in South Africa who are operating with partially functioning generators or functioning at all. Just what is the impact when the lights out, when stenographers' machines can't work, when there isn't sufficient capturing of data to ensure that the criminal justice system grinds continually, also ensuring that the administration of justice has done, that people have fair trials. Bekizele Benjamin is a research advocacy officer at the organization Judges Matter. They look at issues around our magistrate, uh, magistrate's courts as well as uh, our higher courts in South Africa. Bekizele, thanks so much for joining us. Have we seen a marked impact on the functioning of our courts since this year? We've had what, I don't know what day of the year it is, but it is March 14th, every day this year, we've had load shedding in South Africa. Have we seen a marked impact on the administration of our courts? Uh, good morning, Lester, and good morning to the listeners at home. Yes, um, we have had an, a marked impact on the courts due to load shedding. In fact, uh, it's not only this year, we can even go as far back as last year. We heard from the Chief Justice recently when he was delivering the annual judiciary report that the courts were performed uh, less than their targets. A lot of the courts performed less than their targets, mainly due to the impact of load shedding. Um, He mentioned um, the land claims court, for example, uh, um, was one of the worst performers because it it didn't have a generator until November of, of last year. So for the whole of last year, it was operating without a generator. And you recall last year, we had 200 days of load shedding. So you can imagine how much, how much uh, impact that had on that particular court. But we can even uh, sort of look at other courts which had a similar co- uh, impact due to load shedding. Mm. And, and here, uh, Lester, I just want you to be clear that a court sits on average for about six hours a day. Mm. Um, and if there is load shedding, for example, if there's stage six of load shedding, that means there are four hours of the day in which the court cannot operate. Mm-hmm. That means for the majority of the hours that a court is supposed to sit, it cannot because mm-hmm. of the impact of load shedding. Um, this also has an, an impact on the criminal justice system when it comes to the administration of justice. Uh, the right to a fair and speedy trial, the right and the, the importance of uh, the sufficient input 
an accurate input of evidence in the form of data, uh, but then also balancing um, the accused's right to a fair and speedy trial. This has wide-ranging implications, not just on the broader judicial system when it comes to the administrative side, but the actual criminal justice part, people appearing in court, facing charges and offences. This also impacts on on that part of our criminal justice system. Yes, absolutely. So, um, for example, the right to a fair trial uh, in the criminal justice system is is almost sacrosanct. It's, it's protected in the constitution, and and that right means that when you appear before the court, there the must all the evidence that is presented at the court must be recorded properly. All the processes that are happening in the court must be re- recorded properly. So, which is why in each and every court anywhere in the country, you'll find that there are these mics that are connected to the stenographer's machine, which, which records all the proceedings. In many, many courts uh, where there are generators, the generators are only able to power the lights and, and make sure that the lights are, are on in the court, but they can't power the court recording machines. And that has an impact on the right to a fair trial, because if your, the, the, the proceedings are not recorded, that means you have not been given a fair trial. And, and this has an impact on, on the accused, that their rights are not, are not protected. But it has a broader impact on the criminal justice mm. system because if, for example, you take that case on appeal, um, that conviction, if someone mm. has been convicted of the crime, will likely be set aside. And that means mm. criminal, criminals will walk free simply because the, the machines did not record the trial properly, and that's another impact of load shedding. So, so you're saying that there is the possibility that this very serious issue of load shedding, but also rather nebulous when you think of many aspects of our life, actually really has an impact. There is the possibility that someone who is guilty of an offence could be set free simply because there's not enough power to power the microphone which leads into the stenographer's machine and that when a judge and assessors need to assess the transcripts of that case or that or those proceedings, if that is not there, they cannot deliver a fair judgment. And therefore, because they can't offer a fair judgment, you could have guilty people being set free. Yes, that is unfortunately a possibility because you're right uh, as an accused that all the proceedings must be properly recorded, all the evidence must be properly recorded. And if it is not, that means you have not had a fair trial in terms of the Constitution. And for that reason, your conviction can be set aside Mm. and you will be entitled to be released. Becky Zele Benjamin, research advocacy officer at Judges Matter on the impact of load shedding on our courts. The Department of Public Works now rushing to buy and install generators so that our courts can can operate and function properly. Um, But what is the impact on correctional services, our correctional services facility? I say straight off the bat, as places of high security, they need to be exempt from load shedding. Let's be honest. Prisons are dangerous places. 
and I would feel comfortable as a citizen as the most violent and dangerous people are kept safe and secure inside the walls of a prison. Uh, Singabaku Kumalu, the spokesperson for the Department of Corrections, how is uh, load shedding affecting your arm of the criminal justice system? Singabaku? Have a good morning and thank you for having us. Uh, I guess it goes without saying that load shedding is affecting almost every South African. Uh, every corner, wherever you are, even to us as correctional services, we are impacted negatively. And um, that has seen us having to procure generators uh, as a backup system whenever those um, uh, lights uh, are unable to assist us. And uh, you will understand that correctional facilities are closed spaces. So if those such areas are in darkness, mm-hmm. It, then that will mean the lives of those people, you know, at risk should someone decide to do something stupid. Mm. And so the department has made it a priority that we procure generators and uh, we will continue to explore the means where, you know, we can find ways to have uh, uninterrupted, um, you know, a power supply. But it is a challenge and it is even worse when um, uh, you go to stage six, stage seven, mm. because it means now you need to have those generators running for an extended period of time, thus costing us even more money, you know, to get diesel. So it, it is an ongoing challenge. Are the- are there any agreements with ESCOM and municipalities that exempt areas around DCS facilities from load shedding? Uh, uh, one of our producers, Bruce, um, on his way last night, um, made a turn around the area around Goodwood Prison during a time that, that his area was being load shed. And he says, well, you saw that uh, at least the floodlights were on outside Goodwood uh, DCS. Doesn't know what's happening on the inside. But is there an agreement between ESCOM and municipalities that say, you know what, we'll exempt correctional services facilities because... They are security installations. You know, I think it's all about the balancing game and, uh, you know, for its common, also priority, prioritizing areas. I, it, you know, your hospitals would be amongst, you know, the top in that particular list because it's a matter of life and death. So we, 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 we may, you know, persuade as come, but I think at times we also need to come, you know, into such terms. Hence, we've made it our responsibility to say, let us procure uh, just generators where we can, and uh, if ESCOM is able then to, you know, uh, give us, uh, you know, um, that lifeline, you know, we'll accept it, but if possible, you know, uh, let it be given to those who need it, not the most. But as correctional services, we said, um, uh, we cannot just sit back and we said, in as much as we have those generators, but we're also exploring other means where we can, you know, um, get power. Uh, be it solar system and 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 other you know um, uh, measures that are out there. So as a department, we continue to um, explore whatever that we can. But the impact is big because if uh, courts are unable to function, it means that uh, many people will be then uh, sent back to our facilities because those cases will be postponed. And mm-hmm. now we are sitting with an overcrowding of uh, 43%, which is quite big. So the impact is there whether we have those generators or not, because if other arms of the criminal justice system are impacted negatively, so we we are also in that particular line. 
Singabakun Komalu. He's the spokesperson for the Department of Correctional Service. I don't pose this question here because I'm sure he won't be able to answer uh, policy. Uh, but I wonder that we're, un- we're not looking deep enough on how load shedding is affecting our most critical of service. We've only just recently caught to none of how load shedding is affecting our sewerage pump systems. We're sitting with uh, overcrowded police or, or correctional services system of, as Singh said, close to 50%. Um, remember, during load shedding, we release people off on early parole um, d- during lockdown. I hope it doesn't reach a case that our grid is under so much strain that in order, if correctional service facilities are affected by load chains, gosh, we need to release people. It's, 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 it's quite serious when you look at essentially the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty of how load shedding is affecting every part of our state and our life. And particularly in terms of this conversation, um, in terms of our correct, our justice, our criminal justice uh, system. JLS, as part of our court rules, magistrate have to keep an accurate record of proceedings. Many trials are proceeding, and the proceedings recorded by hand by the presiding officer. No magistrates will allow an injustice because of a non-availability of recording machines. That being said, uh, the Department of Justice is moving far too slowly with the provision of generators and solar panels. A solar panel project at certain courts has now started. I appreciate that. That's from an anonymous magistrate.